0: Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest today is Terry Valenti. She's the first female replay official for the NFL. But first, let's get to the news. Our first news story. A power outage in Houston. The Houston Texans are quickly melting down. Last year, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. This year, Deshaun Watson asked to be traded. And now, they have released the greatest player in franchise history. J.J. Watt. What is going on? He may not be getting sacks, but he is still a top 10 defensive lineman and a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Without why, it's going to be dark days ahead for Houston. In our second news story, the NBA All-Star Game is still going to happen despite player protests. LeBron James and Kevin Durant will be the captains for each team. I guess the All-Star Game is the safest one to play in COVID. It's the only game where no one, and I mean no one, plays defense. Standing six feet away is already part of the plan. Back to the NFL, the Colts went and got themselves a new QB. For the bargain basement price of a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year, the Colts got Carson Wentz from the Eagles. Reunited with his former coach, Carson Wentz has a chance to get back on track. If that happens, the egos will look back at this as the worst trade in franchise history. Strange news alert. An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry. Shannon Stevens told reporters, I got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. Her brother heard Shannon scream and came running. Seeing bite marks on her rump, they at first thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. But when they lifted the toilet seat, they found themselves face to face with a bear looking right back up through the hole. I guess this changes what it means to be bare naked. And that does it for our news. Our next segment is unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some news and opinions from the week and give my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes. They are infuego. Our first question is, NCAA football will turn to video game form. Which is gonna be better, Madden or NCAA? I think Madden, because who knows what is gonna be in the NCAA football video game. So it might be surprising, but I'm gonna go with the old fashioned Madden. Number two, will you watch spring football? I will not. There was a time for football in the fall and time for March Madness college basketball in the spring, and that is now. No more football should be played right now. That is a fact, not an opinion. And now, the last question. Pitchers and catchers reported a spring training. Does anybody care? No, nobody cares about this. March Madness is almost here. Spring football is now coming up back. And we got the NBA and All Star game coming up. Nobody will care about the MLB. And that does it, folks, for my unscripted segment. Now it's time for Aloha, Aloha. Hellos and goodbyes. We start off with a rare double Aloha. Aloha, Carson wins. You outlasted Doug Peterson, but still didn't make it on the Eagles. Aloha, Carson Wentz. Welcome to the courts. Say hi to Andrew Luck for me. Aloha, J.J. Watt. Captain America is no longer a Texan. And a two-way Aloha special. Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford exchange alohas on the way to each other's teams. Only one now has a shot at the Super Bowl. Hint, it's not the one playing on the Lions. One of only four teams to never make the big game. And finally, aloha to Kentucky and Michigan State, making the NCAA NCAA tournament. Unless the world turns upside down, these two won't be dancing this year. And it might be aloha to Duke soon, too. All right, that brings an end to Aloha, Aloha. Next up, Heroes and Zeros with my twin brother, Gabriel.
1: Thank you, Jonah. This is Heroes and Zeros, where we look at the best and the worst of the sports world. Our Zero of the Week is Urban Meyer, coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is our Zero of the Week for his irresponsible hiring of Chris Doyle as the strength and conditioning coach for the Jaguars. Doyle was fired last summer from that same job at Iowa, after many current and former players accused him of racist and abusive behavior. The Fritz-Pollard Alliance, which works to adjust racism in sports, called out Meyer for having hired Doyle. Meyer tried to defend the hiring, but the pressure was too much. Doyle resigned from the Jags only days after being hired. Urban Meyer is not only our zero of the week, I am sure that this hiring did not make a good first impression for the new head coach. Now on to the happier side, and our hero of the week, We want to celebrate all of the athletes in Texas who have stepped up during this terrible weather crisis. John Wall from the Houston Rockets, members of the Texans football team, and others who have made significant donations of their time and resources to help the millions impacted by these storms. They have spent time packing meals and bringing hope at a time of darkness. Congrats to all the sports heroes in Texas, showing that athletes can change the world on and off the field. Now back to you, Jonah. My guest today
0: is Terry Valenti, the first female replay referee in the NFL. Hi, Terry. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, Jonah. I'm doing really
0: well. How are you doing? Very good. So my first question would be, What inspired you to become a referee?
2: Wow, that goes back 22 years when I started refereeing in my local community for the youth football leagues.
0: Wow.
2: So it looked like they were advertising and needing some uh, help. And I had boys playing football, little boys playing football. So I said, well, maybe I can volunteer and help. So basically I just signed up and uh, got started. 22 years ago with youth football. Had no idea what I was involved in. For my listeners out there, can you please tell them what do
0: you do as a replay official?
2: Okay. Well, in the NFL, the replay official has been in an evolving role that began back in, oh gosh, 20 years ago as well when they experimented with replay. Over the years, it's evolved to putting people in the replay official's position that have football experience on the field. So mm-hmm. I've been on the field referee, oh. but then go up in the feet, up in the booth to actually help facilitate all that's necessary for a replay to happen. Oh. As well as to our crew. So how did you become a replay referee? Well, like I said, um, one, one of the um, requirements is really knowing football. So I had been working on field football for a lot of years and um, got hired by the NFL to work locally in my uh, pro team, which would be San Francisco, because I'm here on the uh, West Coast oh. and was uh, tasked with being the alternate clock operator first. And then after a number of years, I got asked to be moved over to the replay booth to be what they called a communicator. And then I eventually worked up to replay assistant and then replay official. Oh. So, all so in like- of, So lots of steps. Lots of steps, yeah. So, yeah, they don't I, just pluck us off the street and put us up there.
0: <laughs> so what takes place during a replay review and what is the process?
2: Well, the process is evolving, but it is a way that um, when the game is stopped to review a play, either by the coach, one of the coaches says, I want to look at that again, or have somebody look at that play again, see if it was um, uh, correctly uh, officiated, or if there's something we can fix, Um, or I see something at certain parts of the game, I'm the one who would stop the game to look at something. And uh, what we do is we try to get it right, we try to evaluate what happened using video the best video we can get Mm -hmm. and if if it's something that is clear and obvious something we can see on the screen and we can fix it we we do that. So
0: you made history in 2017 as the first female replay official.
2: What did that day feel like. It was. Amazing. It was spectacular when I got called and hired and um, just seemed to be surreal because uh, as I mentioned earlier to you, when we, before we started, I, I um, didn't know what I was getting into 22 years ago. I had no idea it could lead to an NFL position. And uh, I was very excited. What is the
0: most important game you've been in the booth for? And what game are you dreaming about being at in the future?
2: Well, those are good questions. I've been at two really exciting games that come to mind. One is when I was a communicator, I worked in the uh, booth for the Super Bowl 50. Oh, that was very exciting. That was really cool. As a replay official, I worked a divisional championship game and that, that was very exciting. It was fun to be able to help my crew on certain plays and and be there for that. That's amazing. It's really fun to get a game, but it doesn't always have to be a playoff game that's exciting. Some of the best games are just regular season where two competing teams are equally matched, and it's a really fun game. But yeah. um, to be honest, I have recently retired. Just oh. this past week, I retired from officiating, and so I won't be working anymore replay official jobs for the NFL. Wow. So you're going to be sharing my big news.
0: (laughs) So I've been wondering this question a long time. Is it harder to be a ref on the field or in
2: the booth? Wow. At the NFL level, I wasn't on the field, so I really can't compare it at the professional level. Mm -hmm. But what I'm told by officials who have been on the field and in the replay booth at the NFL, the replay official's job is... Very, very hard because we're watching everything, not just one person's area of responsibility. We're watching all seven officials area responsibility and trying to make sure the clock is right and the calls are right. So there's a lot of uh, balls in the air, but we do have technology to assist us. So that's great. I always wonder this. Do the referees
0: have like earpieces to know if there's a penalty or not, or do they just go with their
2: gut? Oh, they have to go with their gut. They use their experience and judgment to make a call on the field. Wow! So they, so you really have to trust them to be very precise and not biased. Absolutely. And you know, I I always kind of said when I was on the field, I'm not smart enough to figure out how that call will be advantageous to one or the other. I'm so quickly watching the action and see offense and defense and I call what I see. Oh, so have you ever made a
0: call in the replay booth that you later wondered if it was the right
2: one? Oh, yes. You always wonder a lot of times. And in the replay booth in particular, by the very nature of the fact that the call is gonna be close one way or the other. Yeah. They all come back to say, oh, did I get it right? Was I, um, you know, Yeah, it, it, it's tough. It is, so. it, it
0: looks very tough. So now let's go back to your child. What sports did you enjoy playing
2: as a kid? Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that one. I really enjoyed playing volleyball in junior high, but in high school, I really enjoyed running track um, and playing softball. So those were kind of my sports.
0: And did you have a favorite player or coach when you were young?
2: My favorite... um, player or coach no I really didn't I didn't have a mentor or role model I guess would be the better term for uh that um there weren't first of all a lot of women sports people (laughs) when I grew up um so it was tough for women to get into sports
0: yeah it was and speaking of that Women all over the country have been changing sports. This year, we saw a woman play Division One football. Another woman referee referee the Super Bowl. How does that make you feel? And how does it? And how does it feel to be part
2: of the movement? That is exciting. It makes me feel great that women around the sport have come to the forefront in their roles from coaching to playing to officiating. It's just awesome because the more that it's out there invisible, the more young girls can see that they can do it too. Yeah, They can try anything that they want to. And that's always been the best part of this role along my journey is when I would be out on the field and a, uh, women on the sideline would come up and say, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Um, I've even had a few women say that to me and then start officiating. And um, it's really rewarding when you can present yourself in a positive light and give somebody encouragement.
0: That's very inspiring. Thank if you. If someone my age Thank could
2: you. be a referee, what would their path be? Wow, that too is a great question. Because I started officiating sort of late in life. I had already had my five boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but the typical person that gets into officiating at almost any level is probably in their 20s. Sometime after college, they begin officiating locally in their community for their youth in whatever sport they think they want to go into as officiating. And people officiate many sports sometimes. So... The best thing to do if you want to get into it, Jonah, is find your local high school association for football officials and sign up. They'll train, they'll give you games, they'll show you the ropes, and uh, you can go off from there and do whatever it is you want with it. Cool.
0: So I often hear commentators say that there's holding on every play. As a ref, what is your
2: reaction to that? I think we can all agree holding is on every play. There are um, shades to it though. And when does that really make an advantage or disadvantage to their opponent? Um, when does it really impact the play? Um, there's a lot of questions around that. So the blanket statement is there's holding on every play. Yeah, well, there's a ball thrown or passed or carried in every play too, it doesn't, you know. Oh. It scored or did something good or bad. It's you just have to judge it for what it is at the time, though.
0: Okay. And I'm curious if you could play any sport professional level, what would it be?
2: Wow. You're asking tough questions, Jonah. That's not fair. Um, I think I would probably enjoy playing. Golly, probably professional soccer might've been the sport I took up if it were available when I was growing up. Uh, I like running, Uh, I like team sports, so.
0: Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate you being my guest today. As a part of every interview, I ask my guests to take a short, rapid fire quiz. I'll give you two options. You choose the one that you like best. Are you ready? I'm ready, Jonah. Here we go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Being inside or outside? Being outside. Hall or motorcycle? Motorcycle. Chair or couch? Couch. Football or football? <laughs> football. <laughs> Pool or beach? Beach. Netflix or Amazon
2: Fine? Oh, tough one. Kind of use them both this past COVID year. Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger.
0: Hamburger. And finally, my listeners really want to know what is your highest score in bowling? Oh, 221. Wow. Thank you so much for
2: your time. It's been really fun talking with, with you. It's been fun talking with you, Jonah. Thank you very much for having me. Bye bye. Thank you,
0: Terry, for that amazing interview. That was breaking news on our show. Terry Valenti, the first female replay referee, retired as an NFL official. The NFL will miss you. Now, what would sports talk be without list? Bupkis. So here is my list of the day: top five Super Bowl franchises. Number five, the Vikings and Bills, going 0 and 8 in the Super Bowl. Mazotov. Number four, the Giants, for beating Tom Brady and the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl with Eli Manning. Number three, the Packers for winning the first ever Super Bowl in Super Bowl history against the Kansas City Chiefs. And number two, the Dolphins for going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl with head coach Don Schuler. And number one, the Patriots for winning six Super Bowls Won we with one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, Tom Brady. All right, thanks for joining me for this edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya!
2: Follow us on Instagram at Little Man Big Mouth Show. You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Listen, rate, and subscribe to let others know how much you enjoy the show. This has been a Hefeweizen Podcast Production.